days of buying victories with free agents and hoping that spending big money and throwing big money out at big names is a thing of the past. All right, well, here's what I'll tell you. We are going to be ready to go come day one. As far as our season goes, we're going to be better than last year. Nobody picked us in 05. Nobody picked us to get in in 2008. We're looking to get back into the playoffs, and hopefully, you know, maybe we can get in this year. I don't know. I think it might be a little bit closer just because 49ers played Seattle last week and they beat them. Hopefully they just play within themselves, just yeah, run the ball. Don't do, don't show any trick, too many trick plays, save them for the playoffs. And, yeah, hopefully stay injury-free and get out there get out there with W. As a player, I want Redbirds fans to really remember me by my positivity and my hard work and dedication. That's how I want people to remember me as someone that influences others and does not focus on herself. I will talk to anybody, and I just make everybody around me better. That's the question is whether or not he really is going to be the franchise quarterback that they believe he will be. Coming into the season, I didn't know much about him. Didn't know that he was going to be the lights-out three-point shooter that he was. And it's really elevating the Redbird offense to that next level, that level they need to be at to potentially get into the NCAA tournament. I just think what the Cubs need to do is is live up to their potential. You know, there's a lot of guys with a ton of talent on that team, and that's why they won the World Series in 2016. The only way the Cubs are going to live up to their expectations would be go out, win the division, get to the postseason and win the World Series because they expect to do it. And I think uh, Cubs fans should hold them to a higher standard than what they used to. I'm not saying you have to win the World Series every year, but uh, I think the bar has been raised, and that's made it really fun to be a Cubs fan in Chicago. Hey, everybody. Marcus Grant from NFL Fantasy Live on the NFL Network. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. Now time. Now time. Now time. It's now time for your fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome in to the 34th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farrell here with you this afternoon on April 30th, 2019, welcoming listeners to the 34th episode of Will's 5th Quarter Special. I'm here with you as your host for this special edition of the 5th Quarter Sports Talk, where we dive into, once again, some a special collegiate sports segment we've done so far and uh, continues to be a big part of this show's future. It is for the average student and alum on this, this campus. It is the another edition of the Redbird Sports Update, where we cover all things Illinois State University athletics on the campus with each of their programs, from baseball, basketball, football, to softball and volleyball and more. We cover it for the average alum and student, no matter where they are. And this special edition, we are covering a majority of ISU softball and ISU baseball as they are winding up their seasons here in the next few weeks or so headed to their conference tournaments, and finishing off on a strong note. One team going in one direction, one going in the other. We're going to dive into that, and we have a new guest appearance on the show, making his first debut here on Will's Fifth Quarter Special. It is somebody that is graduating soon from the campus radio station WZND and Illinois State University. So he is one of their top reporters there currently. He is their news director this semester as well. Uh, a very good friend of mine as well, somebody that I've talked numerous times with baseball and other things, sports. Finally, we're finally able to get him here on the show. It is Zach Wilson, news director and 
WZND News and Sports Reporter as well on the campus of Illinois State. Knows all things Illinois State Athletics. And uh, we're going to be talking to ISU Baseball a little bit here, kind of where the team's success has been so far. They're at a record of 27-17 and 17 on the year. Uh, they brought in When you bring in a new head coach like Steve Holm, you're, you're, you're looking for uh, a new season with bright success, and they found that so far this year. We're going to dive into all things pitching, hitting, and more with this baseball team, what they need to do to finish strong, and you know maybe we'll probably even get to see them in the uh, NCAA tournament for baseball this year too. So uh, we're going to talk. We started with ISU softball though as well. Uh, we're talking about a team that's not finding the success we're looking for this year. Uh, they have three games left on the road coming up. And their conference tournament next week. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and uh, just talk all things ISU baseball and softball. So so it's going to be a, it's a, it was a really good interview, a lot of fun. I uh, always love talking uh, baseball, but then softball is a good one too. These are both really good programs here, guys. You know, if you know if you look at the programs as a whole, you know, really good coaches, uh, new one in Steve Holm for baseball, uh, Melinda Fisher, an incredible resume of coaching for Illinois State softball. So this was, there was a lot to talk about. You know, we really dived in, uh, found out some really good things about these teams covering it bit by bit. And uh, so here's that interview I did this afternoon with WZND News Director and News and Sports Reporter, Zach Wilson. So Zach Wilson of WZND, or, or should we say current but soon-to-be alum of WZND, yeah. is finally coming on Will's Fifth Quarter Special for hopefully the first of many appearances. So, Zach, welcome to not just Will's Fifth Quarter Special, but the Redbird Sports Update, man. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. Well, we know you want to talk baseball, and it's obviously baseball season, so we had to squeeze you in before you walked the stage there. Absolutely. Uh, not to keep the messenger, but congratulations first on that. Mm-hmm, thanks um, so much. So, we're going to start with the ladies first. You know, they always say ladies first. We're going to do a little bit of softball, then baseball. So the ISU softball team finished their regular season games on Marion Kinnear Stadium this past weekend. They they were supposed to have a doubleheader uh, Saturday, but the weather kind of, you know, and you know this as baseball fans like me, weather mm-hmm. always kind of plays its own part in things. So they they won the last game of two against Loyola, 11-5, lost 9-4 to in the first one, but what has the atmosphere been like uh, closing out the season for the softball team that, you know, they lost some seniors last year, they are this year, but they still have some pretty good talent over there. Well, as far as just at Marion Kinnear, it's, I mean, it's been really impressive. Every single time I've been at any of the games there, it's been pretty much packed to the brim um, on both sides, even even the away side. Um, so the atmosphere has been great. Um, obviously, you would have hoped that the Redbirds could have played a little bit better this year. They were 14 and 32, um, but I mean, they've they definitely have some talent that I think can help them move forward after this season. Yeah, and we see they only have three real games left in the regular season. They just had their young shortstop of the future named Player of the Week, and the Olsen, so that's a pretty big deal. Uh, filling the shoes of Valley Strangard so far, she's done pretty well over there uh, at the shortstop position, but. The conference, Zach, is something we have to talk about in softball. And obviously the big-headed monster that I've noticed last year's ISU softball has dealt with is Drake. There's no question Drake, Southern Illinois, those are talented programs in their conference. What it, What's it uh, looking like in terms of standings from what you've seen? What like tough competition are they going to be facing in the uh, 
upcoming conference tourney? Um, well, I'm I'm unsure exactly who they would be playing at the moment because I think that they haven't finished or anything. Um, I think as it stands, they'd be the sixth seed, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, I mean, Drake, like you said, is an absolute powerhouse. Southern Illinois is another team that you really have to look for. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, I also called a game against Northern Iowa, and they have this shortstop named, I believe her name is Sammy Bunch. I want to make sure I'm getting that correctly. Yep, um, yep, I remember, yeah. Yeah, but she is, uh, I guess she's, you know, her OPS is like one, like 1,500, something like that. She's just, I mean, her, her slugging is like 900-something. It's just unbelievable. She's hitting a home run like every seven or eight at-bats. Um, so, I I mean, I was scared of her when she, whenever she came up to the plate. She had a homer and a double in the game that I saw her. So, honestly, if I'm them, any of the teams at the top, and then as well as Northern Iowa, if anything, just because she's in the lineup, um, could definitely be a threat to ISU. Yeah, no, I think a lot of credit obviously goes to head coach Linda Fisher. She keeps them in no matter what, really, as good game is. And so we're going to wish our luck to ISU softball. Now we have to get to the part you've been waiting for. I cannot remember how long you've waited to talk about this, Zach. Baseball <laughs> at ISU. It is probably the best season I've seen since I – was a student there just a few years ago. They are 27 and 17 overall, respectively. 10 and 2 at home, a very strong home record. Uh, not too bad of an away record as well. 17 and 15 on the year, 9-3 in conference. But first, tell me how impressive is it that they're doing this in the first year of a new head coach? You know, Purdue former Purdue pitching coach uh, Steve Holman. You've called some games over there, I'm sure, for baseball. Done some reporting over at the radio station. What have you seen? Uh, or notice from this new coach that you like a lot better than what Bo Durkak brought previously? Well, I I think that Coach Holm holds people accountable. Um, that that whole team seems to really buy into what he's trying to do. Um, I mean, talk about a turnaround. I don't – I mean, I know a lot of those players came in when Bo was still the manager, but – I mean, this is just like this team is over the last four seasons has been like 82 and 134 um, before Holm came in. And then he came in and just completely turned the program around. And I don't see it changing direction anytime soon. Um, he's been a great coach everywhere he's gone. I know he was the pitching coach at Sacramento State um, before he even went to Purdue. Um, and I, I want to say Purdue made the tournament with him. And as, as it stands right now, uh, ISU would be in the tournament. Uh, in in the field of 64, I saw that the other day that uh, the Division One baseball Twitter page had posted about that. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, I I know we talked to Matthew Gokin over this past summer, uh, SID for ISU baseball, just about the new coach because we had to find out a little bit. You know, you could read things, but you want to get to know the real coach. And I think the one thing I noticed, uh, you know, calling games with you guys last year a little bit when I was still there, uh, is the pitching has really improved this year. I think. Uh, you know, I was able to travel down there last week and, uh, you know, kind of be able to see the team up close over against North, Northern Illinois, a very impressive, uh, well-presented home game for the Redbirds in that one. But the pitching definitely improved. You know, when you bring in a pitching coach to be at the helm of your team, you know, in your program, you obviously want to change something with that program's pitching. And they have some really good young arms over there. You know, Michael Sebi's a name, Mitch Bogan, obviously a lot of Redbirds and Redbird baseball fans know him, but guys like Colton Johnson are really continuing to seem like they're leading the pitching staff, if I'm correct. Yeah, so 
for me, from what I've seen, Colton Johnson is essentially Andrew Miller. He comes in, he's a lefty, he pitches three or four innings and just shuts everybody down. Um, and a couple times, uh, there, there, there was the game against Illinois, I believe, where, I mean, he had like two or three um, two or three innings where he got himself into like bases loaded jams and got himself out of it. And then uh, after that, I mean, I think he literally pitched like five and a third against Illinois, um, scoreless. And then he did the same thing uh, the following week against them. I'm blanking on which team it was, but he's pretty much every single chance he's had, he's just gone in and shut everybody down. Um, I mean, I, I, I believe he won player of the week at some point recently. Um, but yeah, Colton Johnson's been absolutely fantastic. I, I think he's really the guy. Um, he, he just has absolutely been the guy for this team. I'm glad you mentioned U of I. There was a game uh, I was able to call for ISU baseball last year. There's a picture I even saw when I was down there last week, a really good young player. He's in a sophomore year. I think, you know, we talked about the starting pitching, Hedrick, Walker, really good left-handed, you know, pitchers. But Connor Peplo in that bullpen, I think, is another name. Uh, 6'1", uh, right-handed from Plainfield. Really didn't have a lot of, you know, experience last year. Kind of got into run trouble. Uh, wasn't able to get out of it like you were saying. Uh, Colton Johnson came. But the kid's really got some – velocity on his pitching yeah i mean honestly like you said this whole illinois state pitching staff is pretty much turned it around um and i mean we're talking so much about about the pitching but the hitting has been fantastic as well i mean we went into the season really kind of thinking you know who's going to be around john rave that's going to you know make this lineup great and you know at, at the opening press conference that i went to um back in march uh, John Ray said something along the lines of, I believe we can compete in the Valley this year. I really do. And I was just like, I don't know about that. You guys really haven't been good for a long time. Um, you know, it was just, I, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised to see, you know, guys like Jack Butler and Jordan Lemon and Joe Isles, especially step up. I mean, Joe Isles has arguably been the best player on the team this year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, Joe Isles is a really great hitter. I think of the players they still have on the team, he's probably my favorite hitter to watch. Really good plate discipline. I mean, you always you talk about the John Raves, you talk about Tyson Hayes is having a pretty good year. There's some really good bats still in that lineup from last year. But I think Joe Isles is a really good, consistent hitter. Reminds me a little bit of Joe Creedy. I'm a big Sox fan, so I have to make the right <laughs> comparison there. He seems like he has that type of energy on the field. You know, really good on defense makes the plays you need him to make. But, yeah, he hits. he's hit like nine homers and 37 RBIs. He's been ridiculous this year. So just looking at the schedule, you know, obviously we talked about the record. That's kind of, you know, just unbelievable to see. You know, if you're Redbird fans, they're definitely getting some more fans in those seats. Now, the fan support over there is really good, but it's definitely improved this year. But looking at the rest of the schedule coming up, you know, you talked about U of I. They played them pretty well, but they have on the road, before they come back home on this weekend, they have three games against Indiana State. They're kicking on Northwestern today. And yeah. that's a 331st pitch over at Evanston. And then they're closing out their season with still a good amount of games. Uh, Evansville at home to finish. Then SIUE before that. Bradley battle for I-74 for three games. Tournament's still a little while away over on the weekend of the – we get the 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and through the 25th. But what are you thinking about this half of the season? You know, it's always it's good to see teams with these type of records, but we've seen it 
you know, in any level of baseball, whether it be the minor leagues, professionally, independent, uh-huh. major leagues, or college, it all matters how a team starts but also finishes. And I think if I can think of anything right now, it's a big question for this team still. That's still the big question. It's like you said when you heard of that press conference with the players. You know, that yes, you can start a better season, you know, clean slate, mm-hmm. but what do you think they need to do from this point in the season towards the end of the regular season, even the conference tourney, to make that turnaround showing fans, hey, we're not just making a statement this year, we're in it to win and moving forward? Well, I think that Steve Holmes made a statement that he is here to stay for a long time. Um, I, I mean, like he just turned around a, a frankly a pretty terrible team into a, into a far above average team. I believe they're uh, first in the conference still, even though they just lost that series to Dallas Baptist. But I, I mean, I think they're going to continue to play well. I mean, Indiana State. Um, I believe Indiana State's having a great year. I might be to- totally wrong about that, but um, I know that Northwestern, Bradley, and Evansville among the other teams that they're playing that are just left on the schedule are all very manageable games. Um, Northwestern is obviously playing in the Big Ten, so it's a, it's a higher level of baseball over there, but, um, you know, they're not they're not anything that they haven't beaten this year, that the Redbirds haven't beaten this year. They've beaten teams better than Northwestern, pretty much everyone else on the schedule. So, I mean, if they can if they can play even just 500 ball out from here, then I think that they're absolutely ready for the conference championship. But, you know, hopefully they can go into it hot. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely running a good streak of wins and losses consistently, consistently more wins though. But Zach Wilson, it was a pleasure having you on for the Redbird Sports Update. Uh, give a lot of praise and credit for us to your uh, fellow seniors over at WZND. Enjoy your time left, my friend, and uh, we'll have you on the show hopefully more in the future, man. Maybe a little more baseball talk. We'll have to find out. But Zach Wilson, hope you had fun on your first appearance, Will Smith Score Special, and thanks for your time, man. Absolutely, no problem. Anytime. So that was some really good insight brought on by Zach Wilson of WZND Campus Radio Station at Illinois State University, and there was a lot to talk about there with high school baseball and softball, and it was uh, it's really exciting to see where these teams could go. You know, yes, they're both record wise in their respective programs under different records. You know, one going up, one going the other way this year. That happens. You know, I think that's. To me, what's always been the most interesting about the game of baseball, you know, especially softball, but a majority of baseball terms um, that are relatable to both, you never know what to expect. You know, you expect the unexpected. And it doesn't matter, you know, when you go into a fresh game uh, like the Illinois State baseball team is today at 3.30. Uh, they're on the road today against Evanston facing Northwestern. Really good program over there. But... Well, the point I'm trying to make is they have a fresh slate in this game today. You know, yes, each batter, each player, pitcher, batter, whatever's position on either team comes in with a certain batting average or a certain ERA or record coming in the game. But the best thing in this game for players is they get a fresh game to start clean. If they want to continue to improve, they can. And uh, they can they control their fate of their play, their talent, how well they do on the field. And uh, in a fresh game like this, any team could win, any team could lose. doesn't matter what your record is. If you bring the talent, you bring the heart, and you bring the passion, uh, you can win either the baseball game or the softball game, whatever uh, game you're headed into. It doesn't matter if you're facing Drake in your own state. If you want to win that game, you bring the talent, you bring that adrenaline, you bring the good play, you'll win that game. doesn't matter what the teams are facing each other. I think that expecting the unexpected is a really good mantra 
uh, to define the game of baseball and you know, on the women's side of the game of softball. So we're headed into the uh, favorite closing part of the show that everyone loves and enjoys, and it's Will's Sports Movie Moments. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-host, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie, and they can compare it to modern day and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can hop onto the podcast, Facebook, and Twitter page and post their own sports movie moment favorite with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special Twitter page at William D. Farlow and. If uh, we hear ones we really like, uh, there's a chance we could read them on future episodes of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. So mine is uh, a really interesting choice. Uh, it's not a baseball movie I'm picking this time, but it is a basketball movie. I was actually watching a few scenes from it. I've seen it before, but I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, I was watching a few scenes over on YouTube this morning. It's uh, Coach Carter, and uh, a very well-known actor in uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And the reason I'm picking this movie is uh, I want to compare it to ISU baseball, uh, and first on the terms of bringing in a new coach to a program. And uh, this team in, uh, you know, the movie Coach Carter, uh, Richmond High School was actually where Coach Carter went in this movie, uh, his character played by Samuel L. Jackson. And his son, you know, is going to a more private school, you know, is, he, he has wealth, you know, his family, he's able to put his son to a good school, but... He ends up coaching there, and his son says, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna play for you. You know, I'll go to this school. I wanna play for you." You know, he really uh, showed true honor, uh, just loyalty to his father, not just as a person, but as a coach. And he goes into this program that had four losses the year before. You know, they, it's a rougher part of California, and uh, he was going back to his old roots, though, where he went to high school. So he obviously brings that passion he had. Um, as a player and, you know, before as a coach to this new school that he's uh, becoming a coach to. And he doesn't just – I think the best part of the movie is um, when he goes in to, you know, the practice with the team, uh, there's a player named – they call him Mr. Cruz. Uh, Cruz is, you know, kind of on the wrong side, you know, gets into some trouble with uh, – hangs out with the wrong crowd. But he's a really good player. He wants to play with his teammates. You know, he made a mistake. He knows that, but he wants to learn. And this is the scene where – you know, Coach Carter says, you know, you have to do, you know, 800 push-ups and, you know, 1,000 suicides. You have till Friday to do it, and uh, if you do it all Friday, by Friday, you can, you can come back to the team. And it's giving them a really tall task. And I think the reason of that was, and I'm obviously not the writers of this movie, but, you know, just as a viewer, I can kind of see how... You know, comparing it to ISU baseball, you bring in a new coach. You want to set a certain culture, a certain standard with your team. And uh, Coach Carter had some really talented players on that team. And uh, you know, told Mr. Cruz, you know, he, it's getting the next few days, but then it suddenly goes to Friday. He's telling him, you know, give up, give up, Mr. Cruz. This is a tall task. You're not going to be able to reach and uh, you know uh, accomplish this goal. But he keeps going. He he obviously wanted to become a better person he knew coach carter could do that for him kind of got him on the right track and uh, if you haven't seen this movie the scene kind of finishes out where his teammates uh one of his teammates played by channing tatum uh backs that him up the rest of his teammates while they're you know doing offense doing certain drills and everything they come and help him you know they say we win as a team we lose as a team and that's something you see in a lot of movies but in this situation I think it's a very well done scene. You know, I really like how his teammates, you know, helped him. He was able to play and then be with his team. And 
They went on to win a lot of games, had a really successful season. Uh, and I compared to ISU baseball in the way this team has really grown. You know, the thing that was the, I wouldn't say Achilles heel, but kind of the biggest issues for ISU's baseball team the last few years was the pitching. You know, Bo Durkek was a decent coach, but you don't want to just have a decent coach. You want to have somebody that's a really good leader for your program, really good at recruiting, has real good experience, and that's Coach Steve Holm. You know, he was a pitching coach over Purdue, like we talked about in the interview with Zach Wilson today. But, you know, seeing the person he is with this team, uh, just what I've, you know, as an alum, I've only heard, I've heard it from people down there at Illinois State and my alma mater, what he's been like, what he's been able to do. And, you know, yes, I did see the game last week, so I, I'm able to see a little bit of it. But I kind of got a good impression uh, so far on the, the season this baseball team's had for Illinois State University. Uh, they're still the same program they were last year. They still have that talent. They brought in some more guys after losing a guy like Owen Miller uh, to the MLB draft. But they have the talent. That's no question. But they needed the right guy uh, to lead the captain their ship. And uh, not just to put them in the right frame of mind, but their identity. You know, a team's identity doesn't just come from the players and the talent. It comes from the coach and the good or bad direction that coach can take them. And it seems like Coach Steve Holm in his first year, probably many more to come for uh, the Illinois State University baseball program, is able to do that. A little bit similar to the way Coach Carter was, maybe a different way, but he's inspiring his players, you know, kind of telling them, hey, you know, I know in, in this happened the last few years with the program, but we're going to take it another direction. We're going to do this, we're going to do that, and it's really going to help you. We're going to be a team, we're going to do this together. And he seems like a really great coach they brought in. I cannot wait to see what that team continues to do moving forward. They're going to probably have a real successful finish, and I'm sure getting to the tournament. And uh, maybe, I don't think we'll see him against the Oregon State. We don't know for sure. But uh, sky's the limit for these teams. And I feel like that movie moment really compares to the uh, precedent of how bringing in a new coach can really just transform a program in an instant. Whether it be high school sports, uh, professional, collegiate, doesn't matter. You know, if you bring in a really good coach to a program that needs it and it helps them, you know, not just betters that one season he comes for his first year, but changes it for the future and uh, just the identity of the team, I think that's a beautiful thing. So that is my sports movie moment. If you have not seen the movie Coach Carter, it's been out for quite some time, but uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely check that out. It's a really good sports movie, and uh, that is my sports movie moment favorite of this episode so that is all the time we have in episode 34 of will's fifth quarter special that is all the time we have in episode 34 of will's fifth quarter special tune in next time as we will have a youtube live stream coming up later this week another episode coming up next week as well so in this youtube live stream we're going to cover a recap of the bears draft uh back in nashville earlier this weekend uh, talk about what these players can bring to the chicago bears organization White Sox have an ankle injury on uh, their rookie, Eloy Jimenez, the emergence of Luis Robert, uh, how the Cubs have been progressing after they won that incredible 15-inning game against D-backs, how they're doing so far this week. Uh, the Chicago Bulls draft lottery is coming up on May 14th, and uh, more coming forward, more moving forward as it unfolds. So we want to thank WZND News Director and News and Sports Reporter as well, Zach Wilson for giving us his time on the Redbird Sports Update. Zach, it was a pleasure having you on the show, man. We really appreciate your time. And congrats on uh, all your success moving forward uh, from the campus. And uh, just thank you for your time uh, to come on Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We really appreciate it. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Faro, along with 
WZND News Director Zach Wilson saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials. Go to WilliamDFarlow.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's fifth quarter special.